0: All right, people. Here we are. We've got like, like real guests. Yeah, not just like, hey, this is just my friend who does cool things. Who does sometimes. cool things.
1: Uh, Although it's a new friend that does cool things.
0: Yeah, actually, it's cool because uh, one of the ways we we connected is because I saw on social media that he was building guitars and i was down in the basement cuz i was cleaning out the basement to build the studio and i was like man i got all these guitar parts and i hit him up i was like hey man you want some guitar parts and he was like oh uh sure i guess so
1: that's really how you guys met
2: yeah
0: that's fantastic yeah
1: that
0: well I, yeah. I actually I, I okay so before we get into the oh, right man, yeah so. okay so this week we have mickit from the band rivals it. thank you so much for joining us man Thank you for
2: having me. Bacon. Bacon is my Bacon. Bacon is my, Bacon. Bacon is, my Bacon. Bacon is my
1: It is a pleasure. Uh, they may, they may have also. Any of you that are watching um, on Strangerhood TV right now, you may have seen Micket. In um a version of the critically acclaimed Will It Sound Good Heavy. Yes, that's right. Actually, he that's... he he hooked it up with a solo because I don't solo. Right, right. As much as I try and make him do it, I don't solo either, and he makes me do it all the time. Because he's better at it. And uh and yeah, that was uh that was fantastic. I was super excited when I when I saw it and I heard it. And uh, I know people enjoyed that song. And so for those of you that saw that and were like, Who's this guy? Because you don't read things in the bottom. Because you're lazy. Well, this is this guy. This is Mickit, and he's from a band called Rivals. And you should check out the band if you don't know the band. So, Mickit, we we just keep talking over you. So, how you doing? Say, how, how's your day? What's going on?
2: You know, just uh, making random things. Um, the guitar went uh, pretty well, but uh, you gave me the the stuff for. Um, and I've just been I've been accumulating skills since all this started. I feel like this is. I don't know. 2020 has really been the time for me to be like, Hey, I've already know how to do a bunch of random things. Like, let's just make it more. So if you're not out like acquiring new skills, go out and learn something new. It doesn't matter what it is. Even if you'll never use it again, just the fact that you've done it.
1: Absolutely. What's, what's the, um, what skill have you learned that you will use the shit out of? And what skill have you learned that is completely irrelevant?
2: skill that i will use the, <laughs> a skill that i won't okay uh skill that i will use the crap out of um you know as of recently i've learned how to dress myself that sounds ridiculous but <laughs> as a guy we don't have a lot of options i realize this uh, is true yeah like i get like pants and shorts and then like you know that's it yeah yeah so uh, I've been trying to like up my game and not look like a homeless person, to be honest. Just because, I, actually, right before, uh, right before all this kind of happened, my beard was like, like literally, like this long, and all of my hair was also this long. Um, so, I've been like, you know, hey, let's let's cut it short. Let's uh, let's you know bleach it blonde. Let's cut the beard. Let's let's look a little more professional as a human being. You know. Yo, yeah. Nice. I mean, like- your
0: his beard. Your beard was that of legend a while ago i I mean didn't have it had its own social media page and everything
2: uh yeah which gandalfian if you will i i have no idea who started it uh and i still have no idea who started it uh and i have no control over it whatsoever they just every once in a while they would just like i would post a picture and then they would take a picture of just my beard from that picture and then put it on that's fantastic I don't know, you know, if it's still happening or whatnot, but, uh, yeah, that's, that was interesting. That's, (laughs) you don't get your own fan page, just your beard, you know, that's, that's
0: pretty awesome. Actually fans are fans, man.
2: (laughs) That's true. Uh, so, uh, skill that I'll never really use. Um, I started melting metal. Oh, um, that's awesome. Like real metal. Like, uh, I, I, Started, well, it's called sand casting, and it's like where you take a print of something and put it in the sand, and then the sand, you separate it, and you pour melted metal in there, and it takes on that exact form. They do that for a lot of things like engine parts and uh, a lot of things that I can't think of offhand, but um, I'll probably never use it. But was it interesting to do? Yeah, why not?
1: That's awesome. That's a, that's a pretty sweet
0: skill. That's like, what, do you own a shop? Do you live in a shop or something?
2: No, I was doing this in my room
1: oh cool <laughs>
2: just
1: just breathing just breathing it in <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice that's that's awesome so um a lot of like I, I know a lot of people have uh taken up like yoga and uh yeah. tried to try to read more but you're like uh you're sand casting metals that's pretty badass yeah like that's that's a that's a big skill that that takes a while how long did it take you to like learn that or actually be able to do it
2: a day maybe sweet <laughs> uh i'm like, <laughs> like hands-on kind of person so like when it comes to that kind of stuff i just like go all in and thankfully i have never burned myself that's the one thing that i've been super super careful about so
1: wow even building guitars like because I, no, I i know that i've I was going to say, man, solder, solder's hot. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Actually. Okay. What's funny about the metal thing uh, is that, so as long as you understand the concepts of the basics of what you're working with, you can really do anything. Right. Um, So normally when I, I, well, when I first started doing metal stuff, it was like, you need a, um, what is it called? A crucible, which is like this, this cup made out of something that I don't remember. It like, it doesn't melt uh and you pour metal in it or i'm sorry you put raw metal in it and then you melt it down it has to be like super super hot right and then you have these big tongs and you pour it into the sand it's very expensive uh and it's very time consuming right um but in my case uh knowing some of the simple things um i happen to have uh a little heat gun which i used for like melting plastic and doing other weird cosplay stuff um Mm -hmm. and a little tablespoon thing for baking which the metal that it's made out of uh can take a uh, high temperature of heat and as long as you remove the the flux from solder uh it's mostly tin um okay. yeah it has a melting uh i think it's like a melting temperature of like 200 and something degrees mm-hmm. so yeah your your heat gun can go up to like Four, maybe five or six hundred degrees. You just melt it in that. You can just pour it in. You can make anything out of tin. I haven't gone too much farther past that, but for the most part, yeah, I can make a lot of things out of that. And once you have a bulk of tin, you really it's, it's as tough as a lot of other metals, to be honest.
1: I like. I find this super interesting. I'm so right. glad <laughs> this is I, like that. I asked that rehab last question. If this was this is as uh, as uh, Mr. Wizard as this show gets right now well, i have a I have an affinity for for things like um i I've watched entire documentaries on how like katanas are made like in the oh, yeah. in the old like Japanese like real deal, like the the old ways of doing it. and um and so just anything that comes up about like you know metal work and things like that, my brain goes to like that. yeah, uh, and I just find it super interesting, and i I, I love hearing about it. Um, if I was ever going to get into any kind of metal work, it would be like, I'm going to like forge, I'm going to forge dangerous. a katana
2: with, with just yeah. brawn and fire. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just gonna, <laughs> if, if I could do a uh, blacksmithing in my room, I probably would. I mean, I guess I could do it outside, but unfortunately that takes a lot more stuff that are it's yeah. a lot more expensive. Something I just kind of picked up on the way. Um, have you watched Forged in Fire?
1: I have indeed watched Forged in Fire. Yes, Good it is God. a sweet.
2: Yeah, man, <laughs> it's crazy. I will just nerd out. I I think I watched one of this one of the seasons in like like a day because I just sat there and I was like, "This is it. This is who." Oh I am. yeah.
1: Oh yeah. It's, I I did the same thing. It's like uh, you start watching it and you're like, "Wait, this uh, I'm 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 in. I'm in. I'm just nope. I'm not <laughs> leaving. We're ordering food, or I just won't eat. <laughs> it's just." <laughs> So that's excellent. Um so aside from the uh the the obvious hobbies of metalwork and uh, apparently baking and cosplay which we'll probably get into <laughs> oh, later. Yeah, we we're,
0: we're going to have to get into that. Um
1: I uh I definitely want to talk a little bit about your band Rivals. Now, uh I'm actually kind of newer to Rivals. I was introduced to you guys through Mike, through him and you working together on that song. Um and he told me a little bit about the band and I gave it some listens and I and I was really into it and then when we found out that you were going to be on the show i like did a deep dive and i like listened to like every uh, i listened to all all of your records and um well the ones i found which was like three yeah i found three uh and i noticed um like a really cool progression where it it's like the first record has more uh definitely more of a what sounds like that guitar influence where it's like the um the the pop influence the dance influence the electronic influence and even like uh i could be wrong but the little bit of like like almost like New mid-90s industrial oh. influence that i kind of hear in a few things um was there but it started to really kind of present itself in in like the later recordings and the more recent stuff. Uh so my like as a question as a guitar player um I tend to write in a way that I'm always starting on guitar and I'm always um you know basing everything around that and then trying to take guitar out of the equation and add in other things. As a guitar player for you uh I don't know like the primary writing for the songs But do you find it? um, Do you find that you're coming into it with a mindset of the electronica stuff and the pop stuff coming in first? Or do you approach it as like we're approaching the heavy rock stuff first and then we're adding these other elements later? And did that change for you?
2: Yeah, I think when we first started, it all started out on guitar for me. Mm And then as the band kind of progressed and kind of took on this sound that I don't even know if I was really prepared for, it just kind of happened. Mm-hmm. Um, not mad, I, I love it. Uh, but I had to kind of redo the concepts of the way that I thought about writing where before, like I was saying, it's just, Hey, I wrote a guitar riff and like, let's just write around this guitar riff. And like, now I'll do things where like one person in the band may have like a bass riff or. I'll solely write a concept based off uh, a drum idea that has you know no melody to it whatsoever right. um, but uh, it's very rare nowadays with how complex all the different ideas that are in the blender of what is rivals um, is written solely off of just this is on guitar you know like there are right. so many other things that I have to consider first before I even get to a point where I'm like what is the actual rhythm of this guitar? Because music itself, and especially music outside of rock, you know, especially because our singers really into pop, um, and my my drummer and my uh, my bass player they they listen to a multitude of things, but they also listen to rap and whatnot. And it's like you think of music, especially for us in rock and metal, that like, oh, we just think about it as a lot of good, cool guitars, but like sometimes you don't need any guitars for a part. Like we're getting to a point now where like. I actually more recently on this new stuff, uh, I have like a little uh, Yamaha DX12 or something like that, mm-hmm. um, in which case I'm playing beats and stuff instead of playing guitar. And it's nice to just be like, yo, the band itself, and it, you know, we're all trying to do things because like, especially on the last city, we had like drums on stage and whatnot for me and our bass player. But um, it's nice to step outside of our own box and of being like, you are just a bass player, or you're just a singer, or you're just a guitar player, or just a drummer, uh, and be like, you can do more on stage. You're not what you are. You're at many things now. You know.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. one thing that. So so the way I found out about you guys is, my wife and I we were looking for a trip. To, we we love just going out of state for concerts because I don't know if, I don't know if you've ever played New York. Well, yes, you did. I, I you played in Brooklyn. I, I was I was actually there. Um, oh nice. But, um it, we went to philly to see you guys and you, you you played or we were going to see red jumpsuit apparatus <laughs> and um and my my wife and i we were big fans and we were like they're still around we have to go so we went to <laughs> uh it was voltage lounge in philly which uh I, I fell in love with the place it's got a, a cool charm to it um and you know because of red jumpsuit and i was like ah you know what like like, let me check out the opening band see if see you know we want to make a day of it we want to go and we want to support people so yes all listeners
1: please please always have the mindset of let's check out the opening band right Please, please please
0: right and now and now it's just so easy if you have spotify or apple music or whatever even youtube just look up the opening bands and you'll be surprised and this was a pleasant surprise uh I I heard you guys and I was like oh shit we're going to, we're going to see this and uh you know it, like like he said you know it wasn't just what what I like about your set back then that was that was your second record um it was it was an experience like they've got this crazy light show like you said he had the, the drums on on stage and everything like that so the music was already there for me and then seeing you guys live it was like, wow, this, this is, this was, it took, it blew me away. Um, And at that point I was like touting everybody. Hey, you, you have to listen to this band like now. Yeah. Do it it
1: now. (laughs) I, well, yeah, that, that was the thing for me too, is I, I, um, as someone coming from a band where I try and I try and let every possible influence kind of have its place. Uh, so it's like, Oh, if I'm feeling, if I'm feeling a dance thing, we're going to write a dance thing. If I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that. Um, And I love that. And I, and I find that it's, it's actually rarer than you would think to find a band that really kind of offers equal space to a lot of those types of influences. Um, There's this, uh, you know, and and there's this thing about like fitting yourself in a box. Right. And anytime you step out of that box, there's that worry of like, am I alienating something? Am I am I shooting myself in the foot here? Am I not? Um, if I leaned more this way, would it do well for me? And I, I I love and and respect the hell out of any band I see that just kind of does what they do and they do it because like, well, this is what we like and this is what we wrote and this is how it is. And that's something that I definitely kind of got from from listening to you guys was I I immediately you know, there's so much like ear candy happening where it's like, oh, my God, this this is this influence is really cool here. Oh, that's like a dance beat that happened there or the singers doing like almost almost like a hip hop thing, but then a super pop chorus. But then there's this crazy metal guitar thing happening underneath this what feels like a rap or a hip hop kind of drum beat. And I love that stuff because, um, you know, like buying three, four different puzzles and making your own out of the pieces that fit is pretty awesome. And uh, and so that's something that I always, that that I gravitate towards. And so I really appreciated that, especially over the past couple of days, like re-listening to kind of everything. When, when Mike told me and when you played with him, like, I definitely checked everything out and I was like, Oh, this is a really good band. But being like, okay, I'm going to listen to like the records back to back. And I'm going to try and see, try and like put my brain into like, wow, what, what made them do this here? And it's, and it's hard for me to figure out even as even as someone that like really tries to write with that kind of thing in mind, which is super cool to me, you know, so uh, I really appreciate like the artistry in it and the different influences and how you guys put it together, because it doesn't sound like anything's out of place you you manage to fit everything and make it sound like oh this is how this is it 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 doesn't it's not supposed to sound any other way you know like this isn't a remix of a song that they wrote on guitar and then added stuff to to make it sound a certain way all these parts were written on purpose for the end product now no and that that i think is really cool and you guys do a great job of it so now
0: in terms of the programming like who who does that who, who does a lot of the, the programming aspects, the MIDI, all that kind of stuff?
2: Um, okay, so actually coincidental to what we were talking about earlier with uh, you seeing us at Red Jumpsuit. Um, so the drummer, John Espy, big thanks to him. Um, he did a good portion of the production on our last CD, along with uh, another guy named Aaron Edwards. Um, and then the overall engineer, I guess, who like really kind of polished everything out uh, is named Cody Stewart. Um, but thank you to all of them for making, like you said, making it all feel like it wasn't random parts that were just thrown together. They're the ones who were just like, yo, this feels together. This feels right. You know? So.
0: Yeah. The, the, so damn soul is kind of that real turning point in terms of the, adding the electronic and mm-hmm. the different genres and that, you know, you guys classify yourself as dark pop, which I, I love that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like
1: that. I like that genre title. Yeah. I typically um, hate genre titles, but, uh but yeah, that's a good one.
0: I like that. But, you know, you were very, very rock heavy on, on that. And now with the new record coming out, uh, you know, you've put out, so it's not coming out until Friday, mm-hmm. but, but, you've put out five,
2: four or five singles.
0: Um, I don't know. Are you guys putting Supernova on this or, or is it, is that just a standalone?
2: Uh, No, Supernova was on an ET with a song called Thunderstorms, uh, which initially was supposed to come out on this CD. um, But because of the world turning into what it happened to, uh, it got stretched out. And then we were like, okay, we need to put something out. And then we can do the actual CD. So we ended up just, making that an EP so we could just work on a whole CD by itself. So unfortunately, no, it won't be on there.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, it's out. At, le- at least it's out. I, I actually, I-, I got to see you guys play that. Um, you were on tour with um, uh, the dude from Dance Gavin Dance.
2: Uh, Tillian.
0: Tillian. Yeah. Yeah. You guys were the opener for the opener for the opener for the opener.
2: Yes. And <laughs>
0: and i was i was actually i was there i went for you guys i i left after you
2: guys (laughs) thank you so much for for going to us um
1: good but shame on you for leaving and not watching the other bands (laughs) you know what what a a dick (laughs) you know what Uh, Uh, and and uh, listen we were hungry
0: first one in last
1: one out man you know how this rolls
0: hey listen (laughs) now well you know we we actually had to get home early but Nonetheless, uh that song the first time I heard it it was fucking awesome and so it the it seems like this newer record is going more towards that pop heavy area but what's cool is you know like a, the single uh fake rich it, it oh yeah com- like completely changes the the whole course of what's going on with the you know the other singles and stuff and you guys do a freaking breakdown
2: that's true and, yep, and I love it <laughs>
0: so what what can we expect from the new record uh, uh, sad looks pretty on me
2: um, that's a really great question so uh, when it comes to rivals uh, as a band as music as people whatever it may be in a whole um, like you said we started out in like this kind of like I want to say poppy pop punky more guitar driven, Uh, CD, and then we moved to Damn Soul, which had a lot more electronic bass, but it was still very, like, it felt together. It felt like it made sense together, you know? Um, So with uh, Sad Looks Pretty on Me, which is the new CD, um, we were like, hey, let's take this box that we live in, and let's just expand this box so it doesn't really make too much sense together, but you love it.
1: See, I still think it that's makes. Awesome. I still think it makes sense together. Like, um, like Sad looks pretty. Like that's that's a great song, by the way. Yeah. Great lines in that song too. Like, I'm a, I'm, I'm definitely like, I'm a lyric person, and I, I really, um, whoever is the primary lyric person, whether it's all of you guys or whether it's one of you, uh, really can like can turn a phrase creatively. Uh, I appreciate that. There's some really cool, like, there's really cool, like, lines in the song and cool hooks, um that I definitely like gravitated to. And it was like halfway through the song,
2: I'm like singing along in my car. And I'm I'm (laughs)
1: like, yeah, this is
2: what I like about it. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Kaylee does a great job when it comes to vocal stuff. She just pops out lines and they are what they are, you know?
0: That's great. So fun fact about Kaylee, she did the Something Heavy logo.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh man, that's awesome. know that. Holy crap.
0: Yeah. Yeah. She did did that logo for us.
1: Everything's connected, man. Everything's connected. It's
0: a circle. All right. So we've got the business out of the way. Micket, you were super excited about uh, talking MCU. Uh, oh. So I have a big question for you. The rumors are floating about, um, you know, this whole Spider-Verse live action thing. I So when they keep it, they, the rumors drop out. Okay. Alpha Molina, Jamie Foxx they they're like official um andrew garfield toby toby mcguire emma stone how do you feel about them making this movie a live action movie because i'm terrified (laughs) (laughs)
2: um okay first question to answer your question who's your favorite spider-man so far
1: Oh Holland for sure. Holland. But Tobey Maguire is close because um Spider-Man 2 is in my mind still like one of the top 3 uh comic book movies of all time. Okay. All
2: right. <laughs> I so-
1: like I I think I think that was just a perfect movie. <laughs> Raimi did such an amazing job with that and Tobey Maguire was great in it. Um he he wasn't my favorite part of those movies. Molina was actually my favorite part yeah. of that movie. Uh, but I, I thought that that movie's like near perfect. Well, the other but thing Maguire too, is still my number one so far. Something for
0: me is Maguire is a great Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield was a great Spider Man. Yes. He was an awful Peter
1: Parker. Terrible Peter Parker. <laughs> yeah. Way too cool. Peter Parker's not, like, a brooding skater who's, like, ironic.
0: (laughs) I actually made
1: Facebook. (laughs) Right. Like, I'm cooler than everybody here. That's why. That's why nobody likes me.
2: I wholeheartedly agree Tom Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man so far.
1: Yes.
0: He's got
2: that perfect balance. Yeah, there's something about when I watch him be Spider-Man that even when he, you know, he's being Peter Parker, uh, it, like, I hurt for him, I feel for him. I'm like, oh my God, yes. You know, under this part of this building, you're gonna die. Yeah. yeah. Get that in a lot of the other Spider-Mans where it was just kinda like, yeah, bad things are happening, but you know, like even when, you know, and not not to dog on Toby Maguire, but even when uh Toby Maguire had gotten beaten up and you could see his face in the mask and he's bleeding and stuff, and I was like, kind of feel for you.
1: <laughs> I agree, hundred yeah. <laughs> percent. Um the the toby mcguire movies were very it was very much like watching a comic book come to life yeah and yeah. i feel like i feel like um the newer spider-man movies are more like watching spider-man come to life yeah okay. if that makes sense you know what i mean like the comic book you can still separate yourself you can still kind of look back and be like i'm watching something whereas the newer ones like he draws you in, he draws you in and you kind of like that suspension of disbelief is there and you're kind of like, I'm just in it, man. I'm just in it. I'm in it with you.
2: you know? <laughs> uh, so fun fact, uh, I don't remember which one it was, but uh, the Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield uh, with the lizard. What was that one called?
0: That was the first one. Amazing. That's the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> the
2: first. Okay. So. Do you remember the scene where uh, they're on the bridge and everybody starts running because the lizard's running around flipping cars and stuff like that? Right. Okay. So I was in that scene, right? Running on that bridge. (laughs) Uh, And on set that day, uh, they have this thing called the lunchbox, which is just like a a trailer that everybody sits in and that's where you eat or where they put background and stuff like that. We're hanging out and uh, I guess... They had called cut and they were taking care of some stuff and somebody was walking, this is on universal studios lot, right? That whole bridge for one, uh, or at least the part where uh, he's flipping cars and whatnot is bridge. Um, and it wasn't even really that big, to be honest, it was probably like 200, 300 feet long. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, so someone's walking down under where the bridge is, which that was all like, it was literally just like a wash. It was just like concrete and whatnot um and someone accidentally pressed the button that flipped one of the cars off <laughs> almost kills this guy
1: oh like, my god like, <laughs> yeah i take almost, back my laughter
2: <laughs> literally got away at like the the hair on his ass but like yeah like this was it was such a cool thing to be a part of and i i it sucks that like i'm such a tom holland fan for spider-man because it was just cool to be there for the you know the andrew garfield
1: movie. dude you're in a spider-man movie
2: Right, it's such a accomplishment for me. I was like, Oh my god, like I was in the MCU for like half a second.
1: Dude, that's amazing. You're you're canon. You're there. You were <laughs> you were supposed to there was supposed
0: to be a, an Avengers Tower Easter egg in that movie, but yeah. they couldn't get the deal done. Dang
2: when
1: well, there was supposed to be an Oscorp in, in Avengers, right? As well. So that's that's awesome. Like, okay, so you're you're in the MCU. I also I'm in the MCU, so we are brothers in the MCU right now because uh, <laughs> my um, the bar that I uh, bartended in was used for the Netflix Punisher series.
2: Oh, snap. That's right. And
1: uh, in those first couple, uh, I think it was the first two episodes, they have that big fight in the bar, and that's my bar. So I wasn't there for it, but I've plastered my band's stickers all over everything and <laughs> every square inch of the bar. And so while they're hiding, uh, avoiding gunfire down behind the bar, you can you can see my band's bumper sticker. So my band exists in the MCU. And I was like, I'll take it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, you're more in it than me, but my band exists there. So so we are we are brothers in the MCU, my friend. I I know people in the MCU. Yeah, you you are not a part of this. (laughs) And uh, and you are actually uh, since, you know, we're brothers in the MCU, so we're friends now. You are my second friend that has actually been in a, um, a comic property. I have a friend that was in Gotham. Uh, my buddy, my buddy Aristotle Dreher who lives out in LA, um, fantastic bass player played for a band, uh, in LA and New York called Veda. And, um, has, I can't remember the other band that he toured with, unfortunately, but, uh, great dude. And he was in Gotham. And so it was like, it's another dude. Like it's all this, the circle, man, the circle, I like to watch the shows. <laughs> it's all right, man. One day. It's all right. Maybe.
2: So, okay, we're
1: going to be in a movie.
2: Uh, are you guys more Marvel fans or DC fans?
1: I am um, more of a Marvel fan. Though Batman and the Joker are two of my favorite characters in like the history of the written word. All right. uh, I just love those two characters uh, so much like I, I I just gravitated to them. Um, I like a lot of the DC characters, but I'm more of a Marvel person. I grew up wanting to be Spider-Man, you know, like that was that was my dude. I have I have Spider-Man tattooed up on my shoulder just above Deadpool, who is right by Batman, who is just above the Joker. Like they're they're all there, but I'm more of a Marvel guy. How about you?
2: uh marvel all the
1: way yeah 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 i'm is that based on the movies or just in general because the movies i would definitely agree marvel all the way
2: (laughs) 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 um based on everything
1: everything yeah Yeah,
2: Yeah. it's they even have a cool creator you know like right
1: right
0: and how about you uh yeah definitely marvel marvel 100 but like you got a major soft spot for batman yeah joker the 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 characters in the batman franchise i mean dude i named my
1: my dog's name is Batman. well yeah batman has some of the best villains ever he yeah there's very like hands down pro- possibly some of the best villains and and a good villain is what makes the hero in my opinion agreed you know like i i think like if the hero doesn't have a good villain that's that's kind of why superman's lame besides that he's just lame is that like none of his <laughs> villains are are worth a shit. Yeah, you know.
2: Uh, okay, so this is this is gonna get real interesting real fast then. Um, I don't like Batman. Okay. Um, Why not? that matter, um, I am the actual opposite of that. Uh, not that I'm for Superman in you know, any way. Because the question is always Batman and Superman. Who do you like more? And it's always Batman. Um, right. Right. But uh I just one, I think you're right, his his villains are way cooler than him. Yes. But uh for the most part, um Batman doesn't really like doesn't really fight supervillains, to be honest.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's uh gritty. He fights organized crime.
2: Yeah, he fights yeah. masks.
1: Yeah. I never related to Batman because I was like, okay, he's like a super rich dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like I related to Spider-Man. I related to him because I was a kid when I learned about Spider-Man and he was a kid. But then as I grew up, it was like Spider-Man like screws up constantly. And like his entire hero's journey is based on making up for his mistakes. His entire persona as a hero is making up for his mistake. You know, like everything about him is like I'm trying to deal with this guilt and and right things that I continuously do wrong. And I related to that. Like that I was like, man, I get you.
2: <laughs> like I get it. <laughs> yeah. So funny too, because in uh into the spidey verse, um there's the awesome, awesome movie. Uh, perfect movie. It was I you oh know my I didn't have like a bunch of like feelings going in. I was like, "Oh, okay, whatever." And then when I watched it, I was like, "I was wrong about everything." It was
1: Absolutely damn- the same, man. Yeah. Absolutely the same. I was I was ready to see some like I was like, "Okay, they're gonna they're gonna rip off some anime, and they're gonna you know they're probably gonna do it wrong, cater to the kids, and it's gonna be used to sell toys, right?" right. And then I saw it, and I was like, "This is like." one of my favorite superhero movies like this one of the greatest
0: movies of all time yeah yeah
2: the the original peter parker for miles morales's uh verse Mm -hmm. uh he dies and then the other peter parker the one with the little more chub on him um, right i felt like i related with him so hard
1: me too man (laughs) yeah yeah it's he was being the old grizzled vet he was just life. done
2: man he was like oh <laughs> like he I did do a bunch of cool stuff and like a bunch of things went wrong and he was just like dude does it ever end <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes that's yeah. that's exactly right man that's... yeah
0: that dude was in um what was it he was in uh what was that uh zoe duchanel show it was new pretty girl. funny uh um, new girl, new girl? Yeah, 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 you're right. Yeah, New Girl, uh, and she and he was also in uh, Jurassic World. Was he? Yeah. yeah.
2: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, well, you know, fun fact. Uh, I'm in the New Girl universe as well. Oh, <laughs> look at this guy. Not that that's I, that's not something I'm gonna you know call out for, but you know, let's go. Let's go back to the MCU. That's more important. So, well, no,
1: <laughs> you know what? You you can no. use you can use that goes a long way with me because that means uh zoe Deschanel is in the new girl universe of course and then zoe is also in elf which means that you are like two degrees separate from will ferrell who is my spirit animal
2: <laughs> oh no you no know, okay if you think about it if we just kind of connect them if i'm in the zoe well if i'm in the new girl universe right i'm in you does that mean new girl is at some point happening in the MCU somewhere where they don't care about any of this?
1: Well, we have
0: the, to we have to wait to see uh, the new Doctor Strange movie. It's the
1: Multiverse of Madness. So, yes, Multiverse <laughs> like of Madness.
2: <laughs> I hope she shows up in that. And she's just like, "Hey, I'm a new girl. What's up?"
0: <laughs> I I see I I knew you did um, you know, a little bit of acting work here and there. I didn't know you were such a serious actor. Um <laughs> This guy is a pretty serious actor as well. No, he isn't.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, he isn't.
2: (laughs) I would honestly, I would love to actually do it. Like right now, I just do background stuff. I would love to be a character on something, but it's it's tough, you know. Especially out here in LA, it's like everybody's, you know, nine feet tall and looks awesome, and right, right. And I'm like, you know,
1: character actors, bro. Character actors. Jim, Jim's a good character actor too He played himself in a movie I did play myself in a movie
2: <laughs> That sounds tough
1: No I, I um, Actually it's it, the, things, the things that we get into Because of our music As, as, a, as I'm sure you've Experienced a million times um, There was a, a director that was putting A movie together that was like an independent horror movie And he wanted The lead to be the lead singer of a band And he happened to lend out a couple of his camera guys to do something for my band's um, like release show of one of our records. And so we did this big release show type of thing where we did interviews and we had them interviewing the crowd and doing all this kind of uh, B roll stuff so that we could put stuff together. And he just happened to like my personality and he was like, Hey, would you want to be in this movie? And I was like, yeah, I would, I would love to. And he was like, I can't pay you. And I was like, well, can, uh, what's the part? And he said, it's a lead singer of a band. And I go, cool. Can my band be in it? And he was like, yeah, we we want to do a scene where you're playing a show. And I said, cool. Will you shoot a whole video? And he was like, yeah. And I go, then you don't have to pay me. (laughs) And So (laughs) we did the, we did the, uh, the movie and, um, and I got to be a, a lead singer in a band that, uh, that was my band's name and everything and our banners and everything. <laughs> so all that stuff is in the movie and we got a free video out of it and, uh, and I got to be in a film. So it was pretty cool.
2: That's rad. That's rad. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. And uh, Mike and I are both actually going to be in this guy's next movie, which is a, uh, a horror vampire movie that, that we wrote a bacon is my passion song for a scene uh, and we're going to be get we're we're going to be horribly killed by vampires and murdered. It's going to be excellent after playing excellent. the song.
2: <laughs> That'll be kind of cool. Lots of blood.
1: Yeah. Right. I... Very, very like from dust till dawn scene. It's going to be like a bar scene. Vampires are after us while we're on. Like they're just going to come up on stage and tear us apart.
0: Yeah. Brutal. <laughs> yeah. I want to do a backstroke in fake blood.
1: Yeah. You know... Which is why he doesn't work much. Which is why he doesn't get these gigs
2: have you guys done the fake blood before?
1: No, no, I did a little bit. I had like a, I had like a, a, a gig. My, I had to get shot in my movie. So I had like, you know, had to get fake blood and like shit blown out of my shoulder of my shirt and stuff like that. And then the gig didn't even work. So it was like, I just let you destroy like my own hoodie. <laughs> <'Cause you didn't... laughs> and it didn't even, I didn't even get to be gigged. <laughs> I didn't even get it. <laughs>
2: Um, I will say that it's very sticky. Yes. Yeah. Like and it seems like the more blood you get on you, the more well more fake blood you get on you, the stickier it gets. And it's almost like hanging out in molasses.
1: So I know you've been in the New Girl and on Spider Man, so um how, where did you get I'm all from. this fake blood on you? I need to hear the story that you are able to be, be able to tell us the difference of like the more you get on you.
2: Uh it was New Girl. Was it? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he lobbed
1: that one for you, didn't he? I literally was like, what? (laughs) That sounds
2: so wrong. Uh, um, Actually, it was a movie called uh, Piranha 3 Double (laughs) D.
1: Oh. Yes! I, I'm watching it this weekend because my love for grindcore and B horror movies knows no bounds at all. <laughs> and uh, I've seen a couple of the Piranha movies, but I did not see that one, and now I will. So explain, yeah. tell me your scene.
2: Uh, it was a few scenes actually. Um, there was like we were in the pool and like these piranhas. Were, I don't even. This doesn't make any sense actually, but we're in a pool that has chlorine in it, right? And these piranhas come up from the bottom and start. <laughs> 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 um, and then the one where, where the most blood was, was, uh, we were at like a, um, like a water park. There's a, actually, it's not too far from here. I live uh, in the Valley, not too far from this. It's not like a full on, like six Flagsy kind of water park or anything like that. It's right, just, right. Oh, the kids can go and splash around in some, you know, some water that just goes like this, you know? Um, and, uh, they just. We were there for maybe eight hours and they just literally blood every, like buckets. They were just like, yeah, just put it on everything. Like, let's put it in the water put it. And they just brought out all of these bodies uh, that were like all in like swimsuits but a lot of them were just missing heads. Right. They were, let's just cut the head off, douse it in blood, throw piranhas in it. And I, was, and I was thinking to myself when I was there, I was like, how did these piranhas get into the water park?
1: But we didn't think <laughs> Don't do that!
2: Don't do
0: that! <laughs> yeah. Uh, so two things. First, first thing is is you, you don't question the logic of a of a horror movie of because, piranha. Yeah, I mean, i had I had friends. We went to go see Freddy versus Jason, and they were like, "I don't get it. Why why does Jason come back alive? Because he does. Because he does.
1: <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> There's no movie if he doesn't. Why are piranhas in a pool?
0: They fucking are.
1: Because there's people in the pool that need to die. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, that and uh, I forgot the other thing. Never mind. All right. So all just right. one thing. That's pretty awesome, man. That's pretty awesome. Oh, Splash so, Park. Oh. It's a Splash Park. It, that's that's what they call it. I got kids and okay. they call it a Splash Park. Splash
1: Park? Yeah, they have those. So it's <laughs> like, okay. So so instead of a lazy river where you're just floating in children's pee, you're standing in knee-high pee that's being splashed into your face.
0: Yes, yes. Okay. It it's it, it's at least it's it's fun because it gets it comes out in the uh the
1: little sprinklers. In waves. waves.
2: But now with blood and dead bodies.
1: That's that makes it infinitely better. <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh uh, no.
1: I'm way more into the uh splash of fake dead bodies and blood than uh just just straight child pea.
2: <laughs> it, it dilutes it, don't worry.
1: i'm sure i'm sure
0: they didn't clean it Uh, i mean hey big hollywood films like piranha 3dd uh (laughs) might have gotten the gotten the chlorine like real high real content well i'll tell you my takeaway from
1: that is that you were in a swimming pool scene and you were in the splash scene so that means that you were not a character that died right away
2: um i'm trying to remember this was such a long time ago uh I'm, I'm pretty sure I died in a regular pool. Okay.
1: So There's you no hung pool. around for a while in this movie.
2: I, you know, I've never seen the movie, to be honest.
1: You don't even watch your own work? Do you listen to your own records?
2: I do, but that's to prove it, you know? But, like, this, <laughs> like I was going to die. It didn't matter what I looked like, you know? Do you
1: dead. listen to your records after they come out?
2: Uh. You know what's funny is sometimes I'll do like an a B thing where like if I'm writing new music I'll sometimes listen to the old stuff to see what the evolution of it feels like.
1: Okay, that okay. makes sense. That makes yeah.
0: sense. I, I never ever ever listen to anything as soon as it's released. It's I like, am yeah, done with this. Neither <laughs> <I laughs> either.
1: I'm like <laughs> I I I record, I hate I I'm one of the people, I don't know about you guys. You guys like I know Mike enjoys the recording process. Do you enjoy the studio and recording process?
2: Um it really depends on like i guess how it's going but like for the most part like when i'm in a studio and like i'm starting to like if i already have an idea when i come in like we could me and say like uh one of the producers and stuff like that like we could just sit there and just shoot stuff back and forth and then next thing you know it's done
1: okay like i despise the whole prep and going into the studio and all that stuff like i'm just kind of like let me write it and let's play it live like I don't I don't I hate that whole part of it. Although I do find myself like once the once all like the rhythm tracks are done and it's time to like put the put the frosting on where it's like oh backup vocal day and like guitar overdub day and stuff then I love it because then I'm coming in with like playing or singing stuff that I haven't been playing and singing for months. And and I'm like, oh, I can make new things over this stuff, and then I immediately like, I just want to forget it, and never want to hear it again.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, never I, I will it.
0: say, he he is he is like the color guy. If it, you know when, so when when we first started writing together, uh, he was curious. He's like, okay, so how do you do it? Just do everything right. on your own. And I, I we just kind of did a bunch of stuff. So we've we've written like a lot of songs together. But he's really in his element when it's like, "Cool, we we did vocals, we did rhythm tracks, we did drums and, and bass. So what next? Yeah, everything's he'll
1: done. Go let's for make it another cool. three days. Let's um, make it just, cool now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you need a let's make it cool guy. That's in, it's really important to be honest.
1: Yeah, that's that's my favorite part of the recording process. The rest of it, I really don't care about it all which is unfortunate since i'm the primary songwriter and guitar player and singer <laughs> so it's so it's like uh can somebody else do my stuff <laughs> <laughs> super verbal Oh, okay, i could do i i
0: could do the guitar parts i can do the guitar parts i can't that's,
1: sing that's awesome like i'm i'm trying to get i'm actively trying to get better at that do you like what's your pre-production like do you guys have your own like, do you go into like a um, like a Daw and and record your stuff before you go into the studio? Uh, do you have a lot of that stuff planned out before you go in? Because your songs are so involved and there's so much like kind of going on, is that plotted out in advance or do you kind of go in and then build it while you're in the studio?
2: Um, for me personally, uh, like I'm I'm running Reaper uh, with like an mbox two okay Um, not the best thing in the world but you know hey the inbox gets me by um and i end up demoing out a bunch of stuff um and then when we go into the actual studio uh with the producer i'll be like hey look at all of these you know Uh, and they'll be like hey i like this part i like this part like this part let's cut this out let's rework some of these things and i'm like all right we're here for the day let's do it you know
0: nice first off hear what he said reaper yeah he did say reaper yeah that's always what i tell everybody i I started recording on reaper that that was like my my bread and butter for the first like seven or eight
1: years he convinced me to pay for it and then the minute i paid for it he was like yeah i switched (laughs) and and i'm like you what yeah why would you do that
0: (laughs) i'm gonna tell you because i went to go see rivals and I was like, hey, I want to put cool sounds in my music, too, so I'm going to go get Logic because <laughs> I could do it for less expensive.
2: True. Uh, I started on Pro Tools, actually. Okay. Um, and then it got too expensive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you have any kind of formal training on it, or was it all just kind of like going and, and trial and error and figure it out?
2: Yep. Uh, I, like, original. well, if you want to go farther farther back, I started on GarageBand, but I think we all did. Right. Yeah. Um, And, like, my concept of how things worked was, like, GarageBand. And I realized GarageBand is, like, it's, like, a simple version of Logic. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then when I moved to Pro Tools, I was, like, well, I better figure out what any of this is. Right.
1: This is the industry standard.
2: Yeah, Yeah, right? Uh, And I had Pro Tools 8 LE, I think, from, must have been, like, 2009 or 2010 till maybe 2018.
1: Okay. Uh,
2: And then my computer crashed and I could no longer redo my Pro Tools 8, which is actually probably the best thing ever because they were on like 12. Right. Um, uh, And I looked up the price for 12 and I was like, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's not. Um, And actually, uh, damn soul... Uh, the, I guess the entire ending mixing process and the mastering process was all done in Reaper. Um, oh, and I go. talked to, uh, Cody Stewart who who pretty much did all the, the ending stuff. Uh, and he was like, yeah, man, just, it's going to suck. Cause you're going to have to relearn a lot of things, but like, just go to Reaper. It's, it's cheaper. It's easier. It's more fun. And they even make, uh, layouts for it to make it look like pro tools. Right. Yeah. So i saw
1: that i saw that yeah
2: yeah i'm on pro tools i'm just not on pro tools
1: right yeah it, it's
0: cool reaper that's when he was saying i'm trying to get into recording and what should i get and yeah. stuff like that i told him reaper it's reaper is nice because it's it's just down and dirty it's it's mm-hmm. basics it's what you need um it doesn't have a lot of bells and whistles i mean let's be honest pro tools doesn't really either does it um some of the plugins but i
2: was gonna say i haven't used uh reaper for all the things i used it for pro tools because like pro tools i did like i did a star wars short back in the day and like i was able to do all the audio for it like all the the um like add-ins and whatnot after uh in pro tools because they have like a video side but i've never tried to do any of that in reaper so i guess i'm not sure maybe
1: I don't know. I, I don't know. About I've heard the, you can, but I don't know for sure. Like, I don't know I about the, the video side. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that you can, but I just I, like, I'm while you were learning uh metallurgy, I, uh, I've been learning like I did like video editing and started dipping my toe into the recording process and all that kind of stuff um, to kind of like further that along. So I haven't tried Reaper yet for any kind of like, editing for video um but i've heard i've seen i've read and heard that you can so
2: okay well i guess i'll have to give that a try because i just recently uh started to get into like uh after effects and whatnot yeah yeah so i you know if i could do that in reaper that'd be tight because like i have premiere pro and whatnot but like the amount of like things you can do with sound in, say reaper versus premiere are vastly different you know right right so
1: so, as as a person that uh, is getting into After Effects and stuff, have you ever like the There's a YouTube show by a group called the Collider Crew. Do okay. you have you watched any of that at all? I there. It's it's a it's a group of dudes that do um, visual effects, and okay. so they'll they'll take like um, they'll have a. Uh, a stuntman come on the show and they'll go through movies and talk about like here's horribly done stunt sequences and here's really well done ones and they'll do the same thing with like graphics and they'll do the same things with like different editing and um, VFX and all that kind of stuff and then they've also done like they they made the marvel universe R rated and so they went in and they re-edited it and they used like after effects and VFX to to create like you know uh, when Captain America throws a shield into somebody, it like yeah. almost chops their head off, and they're bleeding out of their mouth, and they die and stuff. Because they're like, this is what really would happen, right? Um, so it's it's a cool show. It's like a it's a fun show to watch, but you also get a really cool like look into the. Uh, they'll go through a scene that's a um a total effects scene, and they'll be like, "This is why this didn't work." And look at the. Uh, look at the light source look at the pores on his face look at all this stuff and you get a lot of like really cool information from it from them kind of like tearing apart a scene and being like okay we're gonna remake the end of the Scorpion King and make it look good because um, it looked terrible <laughs> And here's here's how we did it, and then they kind of show and they show what they did and what was wrong. So it's kind of a cool thing. Like, so if you're into the the uh, After Effects and stuff like that, and you're you're looking into that editing thing, it's a pretty cool like page to kind of look look at for that.
2: I will I will definitely have to check that out because uh, I remember when I first got After Effects, the first thing, well, the first two things that I wanted to do, I didn't get the chance to do the second one. But first thing was I was like. I want to make lightsabers. That's all I want to yeah. do. Them, right. Uh, second thing was the sling ring.
1: Oh, yes. Um, such but, a cool effect.
2: Yeah. Right. Like whoever thought that up, because I've always seen like um, say like in any, I don't know, old school war movie that involves Vikings or medieval or right. whatnot, like the little, the little embers that like floaters. Yeah. Yes. Yeah or they flip up and whatnot. Um, and like, I, I saw how easy of a, a task that wasn't after effects. And then when I saw the, the ring and I was like, Oh my God, someone has changed embers for everyone. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. yeah
0: do uh, you know what? We said the questionnaire was over last uh, on this past Wednesday, but Jim has something, a, a question for you. So there's something that we do in the show.
1: Yeah. So- um,
0: and it's a countdown um usually when we go remote uh jim has all these funny little buttons and options and whatnot so um we need your opinion on something and we're gonna start it right now wait wait wait.
2: you just want Um.
1: my
0: okay wait wait okay watch it carefully we want your opinion okay
1: Ignore the fact
0: that it's a countdown and Ignore it's Ignore the annoying.
1: fact that it's a countdown and, and it's annoying. To- and yeah, that's a pretty sweet sound and groove and everything like that. never gotten
0: to one we've done this n- numerous times and never gotten annoys, to one don't know what annoys the shit out of our listeners yeah because we especially the listeners because the music happens and they don't see the countdown yeah they don't see that so there's... it's n- not nearly as impactful we don't get a lot of comments about it on the youtube page right
1: nobody cares about it but us is the the idea
0: so yeah. those things that you see is that snow or is it ash
2: Okay, so first things first, I didn't realize that I had to press tap for sound, so I didn't hear any of the first part. Okay. I, I could only see what was the countdown on the screen, and I was like, interesting. All right, what's going to happen at the end of this?
1: <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> we don't uh, even know.
0: It's never gotten to one.
2: Is it snow or is it ash? Um, it's ash. That's what I said. I, it's going up. Yeah, it's, it's not
0: going
1: up. It's not coming down.
2: Uh, because heat makes things rise, uh, and unfortunately, with the snow, it would just make it melt into water.
0: Science. Science. (laughs) Mr. (laughs) Wizard. We are pro-science on this show. So not only is he a guitar, is he an actor and a metallurgist, he's also a scientist. Yes. Make of Rival.
2: If you think about it like we were saying before, as long as you know the, the basics of something, you can make a lot of weird things, do a lot of weird things, you know. Yeah, man.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well,
0: I know I we we keep asking questions, but this at this point of the show, we do yeah. have to get to our sponsors because they pay the bills. Right, not, right. Not really, but a little bit. They keep um, it free for all you guys. They they for all the ham and eggers out there uh so we are sponsored by pod decks yes, which is very very similar to cards, cards against, against humanity, humanity. Um, and it's really cool because yeah sorry sorry you you're watching on a small screen
2: oh have
1: you have you are you privy to cards against humanity? have you played that game
2: um I suffer from the unfortunate disability of not being funny so
0: oh oh.
1: Well, this should go well then.
0: This is so, so something that we haven't done yet, right, is open the interview deck second edition. We've we've opened the first edition, that's that's our our bread and butter here, but we also have a second edition that we just got recently. So, Mick, it besides choosing the card, would you like the standard interview deck, or am I gonna have to struggle for the next? minute and a half trying to open this second edition deck make the
2: struggle it's gotta struggle honest here
1: he wants the new one man <laughs> he wants the new one man we're, we're 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 breaking open a brand new deck so so what what pod decks is is um basically they are a company that is putting out these like kind of deck of cards sized uh cards for people that are doing podcasting and things like that and each deck has a different um, topic like it could just be like if you're not the type of person who can just come up with something to talk about or uh, icebreakers, or um, interview questions that are more random things like that so that people that are doing podcasts can kind of come up with topics and come up with things a little bit easier it's, uh, it's a good helping hand That's and Yeah, they're, they're definitely, they're a cool company. Um, The owner's really cool. He's the guy that like emails you back. Travis, Um, the cards are really cool. There's good questions on all of them. They're interesting. And, uh, and even if you're not doing like a podcast or something like that, I would, as, as again, as a bartender, there's something that like I would have at the bar and I would put on tables for people to like, Ask each other yeah, just that, to just to encourage conversation, cool. you know, because sometimes it's tough. Sometimes you find yourself talking about the same things or you're talking around in circles. So um, or, you know, interviews, first dates, things like that. And that's what interviews kind of are. They're kind of a first date. It's like, oh, man, let's <laughs> let's see. Let's see if we want to touch hips right now.
0: <laughs> so projects breaking the ice. For- so breaking
1: the ice is what we're doing with uh, with make from Rivals, everyone so- right now.
0: Mick, it now your your second option is who do you want to um to shuffle the deck? Not me. Do you want Jimmy who can't shuffle or me who can shuffle? You want Jimmy? You definitely want Jimmy. I
2: I'd say you put one part of each deck in each other's hand, uh, <laughs> trying to shuffle it together. Oh, <laughs> I bet you can't. I bet we can't. Also.
1: You suck. Man. Best shuffling I've almost, ever done. It was almost. It's the best I've ever done.
0: It, it was pretty It was pretty good. It was pretty good. It wasn't bad.
1: Don't kill my dreams, man. What? Why are you so negative?
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I know we're trying to curb the negativity. Of yeah, me. seriously. Seriously, what sorry. are
1: you, some kind of asshole? Yes. <laughs>
0: some, kind of,
1: <laughs> some kind of jerk face?
0: Yeah.
1: All right. <laughs> I'm fanning
0: out the deck here. I'm going to bring it a little closer.
1: All right. So now that he's away from the mic, we're going to put it closer, and you are going to tell him when to stop his finger. So ready and slowly go. Stop. (laughs) Right away. Right away. I like it.
2: I like it. You
1: you want to ask me? Saying it with authority. Oh, I I got it? All right. Cool. because I shuffled the thing. He shuffled. All right. So your question, uh, powered by Poddex, hashtag powered by Poddex, is make it from rivals. If you get stuck in an elevator, and we're forced to listen to only one song for the entirety of being stuck in the elevator, what song would you pick?
2: Um, ooh, uh, why can't I think of the name of the song? Um,
1: sing it. Yeah.
2: Coming in the air tonight by Phil Collins.
1: Oh. That's a good this one. Song man. about murder.
2: <laughs> I like it.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. He all because he wants to be in the in the elevator going.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. If nothing else you at least you have the drum solo. Right?
1: That's true. And and you know what good song for being stuck in an elevator because it's it's calming still
0: yeah you know yeah but it's still intense and, and it it's intense in that grooving kind of way you
1: get those like long periods of silence before you're like i'll remember
2: yeah <laughs> i always love that part
1: yeah. right yeah totally B- so.
2: have you ever heard the uh
1: the
0: non-point version of that no, no
1: I-, I heard the disturbed version of that
0: no disturbed does some other song do they I feel I, like I, every song. No, a no. Disturb does uh... <sighs> Land of Confusion. Great song. It's a, yeah. Great song. Yeah. It was a great song before Disturbed touched it. <laughs> One of my vocal exercises is very disturbed. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the nonpoint version of that is pretty awesome.
1: All right. Highly recommend it. i have to check it out. Yeah. Have you heard the nonpoint version of that?
2: Uh, I have not, unfortunately, I, but I'm going to listen to it right after this. I'll
1: tell you that. It's fun.
0: Have <laughs> you ever heard? Have you have you ever heard the the rivals version of Heathens?
1: Probably, because I've listened to like everything I could find of theirs in yeah. the past couple of days. Oh, vast improvement! <laughs> <laughs> it's a vast improvement. So how did? Do- it, how do you feel about uh, cover songs? Do you feel like when a band does a cover song, they should, or not should, but do you prefer picking a song that kind of fits in your genre and you kind of just do the song or do you prefer to take a song and completely kind of like rewrite it?
2: Um, let's see. This is a complicated one. Uh, so, when it comes to to myself personally, and I, I can only speak for one fourth of rivals, right? Um, I personally prefer that, unless, like, if you're going to do a cover song, unless that song is like really badass in its own way, or at least to a level of where you're like, okay, this is equal with the original, mm-hmm. then just don't bother. Just then you're just doing it for doing it, you know. Like there 100%. are very few cover songs that I'm like, that was a hit. That was that I could listen to that and the original and be happy either way, you know?
1: Nice. Yeah, I I agree with you 100%. I think, like, if you're gonna do a cover, then you make people wonder if you wrote that. Yes. And you make the people that love the cover go, fuck yeah.
2: Yes, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. 100%. Yeah.
0: I, and the other thing with covers is like, it, you don't want it to necessarily make
2: you. Yeah. 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 That's a tough one. Yeah.
1: Which is tough because you have that battle of like, oh, we're getting all kinds of attention for something. At least we're getting attention. But then there's the ego in you that's like, well, what about my song? But like, and I, and I dealt with this um, personally so I can come right. at it with like some. Well, my band did a cover of uh devil went down to georgia for a while oh, great song and yeah and and we did all the fiddle parts on guitar and we it, it was like a cool like we was we visually made like a cool thing out of it and um vocally i was just in like i made characters for each person and stuff like that and it was super fun to do but it literally was like every single interview we did or any kind of podcast we went on or any radio thing we went on whether we were promoting a new record where we we actually um and like we we got to do this really cool thing where we got to tour china for a couple of weeks that's rad and it was it was so cool and it it had nothing to do like we were literally right place right time and the band that the people came to see had a really off night and we had a really on night. And so they kind of shifted gears. It had nothing to do with like anything that we were doing already. It was total dumb luck. Right. Um, but we came back from that tour and the very first like radio interview we did after that tour, we sat down with them and the very first thing they were like, they were like, so we've got this video of you guys in uh, Austin, Texas doing devil went down to Georgia and we were like, Man, we've been doing that song for like three years. We just did this tour of China. It was the biggest thing we've ever done in our lives. I don't know if we'll ever do anything this cool again. But yeah, we, we did this cover song. Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about it. <laughs> it was like it was like, God damn it. You know, but that's you know, that's your ego coming at you. Um
0: You guys also did Love is a Battlefield and you, and you Yeah. You knocked that one out of the park too.
1: Well, I love Pat Benatar. I just i love i absolutely love pat benatar we kept it in the same key and so that shocked everybody because they were yeah. like you sang it in the same key as keys pat benatar? um so but like that to to your point like i i i feel that like if you're gonna do a, a cover song we we've done maybe three cover songs in, in in my band's been together for 10 years you know we've we've done maybe three cover songs um because it's like You remake it. You make it yours. It's got to be a special thing. It's not it's not like, hey, man, we all like this song by this band. So let's do it. You know, like, sure, if we if if you're if your show's over and you're getting an encore and you're kind of like, you know, like, oh, what's this song that we all kind of jammed on a couple of times at rehearsal and it'll be fun to do or let's you know, we did things where we brought members of other bands on stage. And it was like, let's all jam on a Ramon song or let's all jam on something, you know? And like, that's just fun and that's awesome. And that's super cool. But if you're going to do a song, make that song yours, you know? So yeah. I'm, I'm a hundred percent with you on that.
2: Yeah.
0: Don't, uh, uh, don't be in my band. Cause my band <laughs> likes to pick songs that they like, and they're like, mm, you're playing it wrong. You should, you should play more like the record. Right. And- <laughs>
1: Um, okay. That's why I have
0: will it sound good heavy that's yeah. that's my We'll do that we'll do that. <laughs> that that tends to to start and stop some episodes.
1: Yeah, that lets you know when something's up. Okay, so
0: so we did the we did the cut thing. Yeah. Because we had to pump the brakes for a
1: second cuz we're just man, when you're in a tailspin of awesome sometimes <laughs> yeah. you gotta sometimes you gotta pump the brakes you gotta turn into the skid my friend turn into the skid that's right when so you, when you got a a live panther in the back seat yeah
0: <laughs> i don't remember how it goes but
1: i don't remember how it, it goes either. about right but yeah
0: so uh so yeah we're gonna have to stop right now but next week you get to hear the second half of this awesome interview with our buddy mickett yeah from man. rivals they have a new record coming out on Friday, so you got to make sure you
1: listen to it. Either it's coming out Friday or it just came out Friday.
0: No, it's coming out Friday. <laughs>
1: it's coming out Friday. All right. Well, whatever you do, jump on Spotify and uh, put it in Rose. Even better.
0: Even better. Just go to go to
1: Apple. Yeah.
0: Apple does like the you can download the full album and put it on your phone.
1: Yeah. Listen to the whole record because uh but I've been listening you download it go I've listen, been listening to, to, to the records. Spotify. I've been listening to the records for a couple of days now and uh listening to the records is cool, man. Yeah. like I don't do that often i'm a I'm a skipper of songs and a skipper of things. yeah, but it was cool. listening to a couple of this your records are the first records I've listened to beginning to end in over a year.
2: Oh well, thank you so much buddy. yeah, absolutely absolutely
1: thank you because uh you got it it didn't it wasn't a horrible experience. It was actually a really good one. So thank you. Um, I'm so glad that they don't, that they're good and that they don't suck because that would have been hard. <laughs> they're really well, awesome.
2: So if you can't listen to a record all the way through, then are you really listening to a record all the way through?
1: Mm, that is a good question. That's a great
0: point. <laughs> so make it, where could they find you and your counterparts in rivals?
2: Oh gosh. I wish I knew all their tags too. Uh, actually, they're all connected to at we are RVLs. You just go to that one thing anywhere. I promise you, you'll find one of us. We're everywhere.
0: Nice,
1: cool,
2: <laughs> nice.
0: Uh, James,
1: we love it. From? So, uh, I'm I'm on the uh the twats and the faces and the uh and the grams. Uh, Jimmy G's shoes. If you want me, craving strange. If you want my band, bacon is my passion, or bacon is my pod. If you want this bit of weirdness that we're doing here how about you my friend
0: uh i am also at me my own self mike i have my solo record out under me my own self and then also i have a band called something heavy that's kind of my main project i mean i guess (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh uh, so yeah but yeah don't forget to always check us out on strangerhood tv every monday
1: yep and come back next week for part two of uh make it with make it from rivals make it with (laughs) make it with make it with rivals do it yeah that's right all right guys part dicks
0: part dicks silent x
1: yeah never (laughs) never silent your ex people